What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode of Collector's Cave. I am your host, Lawrence. Today, my guest is going to be Steve. Steve, say hi to the people. Hi, everyone. My name is Steve. Steve is a second year here at Sacramento State. So, Steve, could you tell me what it is that you collect? I collect vinyl records. Really? Yeah, I've been collecting for a long time. Um, I have, I'm approaching 350. I think I'm at 330-something, but I'm... Hit it. 350 is my next like landmark so yeah i got I got quite a few so do you just have like a shelf full of 350 records or do you have money on your wall i don't know if that's actually a thing or not uh, yeah you can definitely put them on your wall i keep them i keep them in crates like uh just like little wooden crates cover faces towards me and i can just like flip through them i have four crates uh i need to get a fifth one um because you know all the crates run out of room eventually so i've been kind of overflowing them uh just like stacked up against my wall so uh i definitely i have crates though to answer your question that's a long-winded way to say i put them in crates and i just flip through them whenever i want to listen yeah see that's the most annoying thing about collecting things is finding out ways to display them mm-hmm. and collect them and keep them safe yeah totally i've been through like phases where it's like for a long time i had them like on a shelf like with like kind of like books where like the spine is like facing me but i like that like going to record stores, I like being able to see the cover and being able to like flip through them and stuff like that. So I like so then I put them in crates after that, and it's more convenient because they're more easy to look through than having to like read the little tiny print on like the the thin spine of a record. So yeah, yeah, I definitely went through different phases with how I displayed them. So do you have any that you keep on your wall right now, or is that does that make it harder for them to play on the record players at all? No, I have like a little uh, above my record player. I have like a it's like a little 3D printed like mini pull. I don't know how to describe it. It says now playing, and I put my record that's playing on the turntable on top of that. So I kind I put them on the wall when I'm when I'm playing them. But if they're just not in use, I just keep them in the crates. I see. I have like three records on my wall, but. Mm, nice. I assume they're fake because I had a I got, I got them from school because they had a dance and the theme was the decades, so they had records like on the tables because mm-hmm. they usually decorate the tables with the theme. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just got them. I take them home, got them on my wall. I always assume they were fake. I never bothered actually trying <laughs> to put them on a record player, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'll try it one day. Yeah. So how often do you uh, play your like? Do you play them more often than you collect them, or like them? Like, do you play them more often than you display them? Uh, yeah, I definitely play them more than I just play them. You know, if I, my, my, my logic behind is like, if I buy it, um, you know, I have to listen to it at least once, you know, to get my money's worth. But yeah, I definitely listen to them a lot. Um, I have my main turntable at home and then I brought like my little suitcase Crosley turntable to my dorm. And so I always have at least like three or four records on me in my dorm, like at, uh, all times. So, uh, yeah, usually I play them a lot. I wouldn't say that I play them more than like streaming services, but definitely, if I'm in the right like mood and the vibe is right, then I put them on the turntable. Do you know, on average, how much each record usually costs you? Like, I would assume some are more expensive than others, obviously. But like, for the your standard one that you would just get from any local shop, how much do those usually cost? If you go to like, it's like uh, like a main chain like Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. Um, since they're like sealed and they're pretty recent pressings, those probably go for like 20 bucks, 20, 20 to 25, 35 if it's like a double. But uh, usually like the record stores and sack that I go to, I'm a big bargain bin buyer. So usually I go for the bargain bins and then those are usually anywhere from one to one to five dollars. Um, I will sometimes splurge a little, maybe spend a little more on a vintage one, like uh, 25, 30. But um, 
just it depends but on average i would say probably like 12 bucks because usually I, I buy them used and vintage i don't i don't really buy them new too often so for me probably the average is like 12 to 16 bucks are there vinyl record conventions that people go to i just thought of that um i don't uh not like conventions like a typical like you go in a giant building but there i've I've, there's like outdoor markets like I know in Davis in a couple weeks on the one of the Sundays this week um, in Davis there's gonna be like an outdoor record kind of like flea market um, so yeah not really conventions but there's like flea markets and like gatherings where you can definitely like mingle and talk and sell and buy I've never been to one but I'm looking to go to the one in Davis that's pretty cool it's hosted by uh, Armadillo Music which is like a pretty pretty famous record store in Davis uh, yeah did you find yourself going to Dimple Records often when it was still in business? Or I don't know if that's if that's local to Sacramento or not. I didn't go often. Really. Uh, what, what's the name of it? It's called Dimple Records. I don't think I've been there myself. My brother went there a lot. I don't know if it's only in Sacramento. I, but I've never heard of that until just oh, now. Okay, it Dimple might just Records. be a Sacramento thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. It okay. could, or maybe just lesser known. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dimple Records was a place that had lots of things like uh, just vinyls, CDs, they have. They even had Funkos there too. Oh, that's really that's yeah. Cool. They, they just had a lot of stuff there. Yeah, I've never heard of that uh, Dimple Records until now. Um, I'll definitely have to look into that though, because I'm always trying to find new record stores. I feel like I've oh, they're, they're out of business now. Oh, my, okay, <laughs> never mind. I will not be looking for it. Yeah, then. sorry about sorry to. No, yeah. you're you're all good. But I was I was just saying yeah, I've, I've pretty much been to any every record store in Sacramento at this point. Uh, I think there's seven or eight I, that's that's not a exact number don't quote me on that but like there's mm-hmm. i've pretty much been to all of them that i can find on google maps so yeah i'm always looking for new places to shop at what would you say got you into collecting vinyl records like what did you get one gifted to you and you just kept going or did you just see him and you got fascinated by it one day um i'd say probably my mom and dad because in the corner of our family room we have a record player and like a cd player and they have all their records there too, and I don't know. I just I've, I'm a big fan of music. I've been listening to music. You know, music's a big part of my life. Growing up, music was always playing around the house. I did band for eight years. Uh, yeah, I just loved music, and I loved the idea of having a um, like music that I really like in like a physical form. I love physical media. Uh, just having that like physical copy of something you love. I don't know. That's I like that. Um, and I would play like, um, like my dad had a Billie Jean, Michael Jackson single, and you would play it sometimes. And I just thought like, oh, that's so cool. Like songs that you love, you can just like have them. You can play it anytime. You don't have to worry about like, you know, like having like a Spotify or Apple music account. You can just like play whenever you want in the comfort of your own home. Uh, and so then, yeah, I was gifted one. Uh, it was like a little surprise. And after that, I just kept going. But definitely my mom and dad playing their records and uh, exposing me to that uh, definitely inspired me to oh i want to start my own collection music i like so yeah do your parents have record collections also like individually or yeah they individually each have one i've since kind of usurped their records into my collection Mm -hmm. um because they i so my mom uh so i'm portuguese and my mom my mom and dad's record collection is like split in like two where they have like a portuguese albums like on portuguese and they have like american like like english albums and they really only listen nowadays they only really listen to like their portuguese albums so they basically said you can just take all the records we have that are in english i was like okay cool so i got like madonna and i got like uh u2 and um 
Michael Jackson, stuff like that. So they had their, they, they still have their collection, but I've definitely uh, inherited a lot of theirs. Your house is just full of records then. Their, okay, their collection isn't like massive. Most of the records are like all concentrated inside my room, but they, they have a quite a few. But yeah, music, in our family, we have like a huge shelf of CDs. Mm. There's like a little basket of cassettes. They have their own baskets of records too. So yeah, if you come into my house, there's definitely a lot of music to be found. Is there a quality increase when you use records over CDs? Yeah, I I would say so. Um, there's I don't know when I play a record on my like like turntable and my like nice little speakers and that setup. There's definitely more of like a, a warmth to the listening. There's more depth I think to the music sonically, um, depending how it's like mastered and stuff. So I definitely think there's a, a better. I I prefer listening to music on uh, records just because I like the sound quality of it better. So I definitely think there's a better sound quality when you listen to music on records versus a uh, Spotify or CDs. I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been collecting records? Like around what age did you get the uh, first record that you got a part of your collection? I want to say, like, did you know it was going to lead to a start of a collection or did you just think, cool, I own a record now? Um, Yeah, I got my first record in September of 2019. Jeez, you remember the month? Yeah, I wow. have a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big organizational nerd. So I have like a Google Doc where I log the dates I get my records, where I got them from, um, and stuff like that. So I got my first record in September 2019. It was a surprise gift. It was just my mom was like, hey, we went to like Half Price Books, and there's this Beatles album. It was Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. And she said, you know, just you've been doing good in school, so just here's a little, you know, surprise gift. So I was like, cool. And I was like, I own a record now. I was like, that's, that's cool. Like, I didn't think it would escalate into like almost – three years later like i'd have 350 but it's just like okay cool i'll like buy them every now and then like you know build up a nice little collection but like here i am now just like surrounded by records so yep that sounds like most collections yeah i didn't think it would escalate to this but i wouldn't have it any other way you know what do you like most about collecting records i like uh having a big thing is like the album cover i like when an album has a really good album cover and I want it like in a bigger form that's like, you know, on Spotify is just a tiny little square on top of like the playlist. But if I want it in like a bigger form, records are definitely the way to go, especially if I like the album a lot. Um, I like having a huge uh, album cover for it. I like the uh, I like the vibe of it. Um, just coming back to the dorm from class and I'm like, I'm really tired. Just putting a record on and like making like ramen or something it's a, there's definitely like a vibe to it that i like um and like i said like i like the sound quality a lot i prefer it to like spotify and other forms of listening to music so uh sound quality the oh and also like when you're looking for records and you find one that you've been like looking for forever that like rush of like oh, i found it you know i like that mm-hmm. so i'd say that's why i like like the sound quality I like the vibe that it gives off, and I like having a bigger version of the uh, album artwork. I like just holding it, too. Just that that I'm holding this album that I really like and I listen to constantly. Yep. It's in my hands, and like just that physical aspect of it, that's that's what I like a lot. That's the best feeling right there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you personally, do you think it's okay to order records online to add to your collection? Oh, yeah, definitely. I... A lot of my records I get from like eBay, so I definitely, I definitely say ordering online is. Sometimes you have to order online to find what you're mm-hmm. looking for. Like, uh, 
a couple months ago, maybe even like a year ago, but there was like this one Prince album I was like looking for forever. It was like a bootleg live album and stores don't really carry bootlegs all that often. So I had to go to eBay to get it and um, it was worth it. But yeah. And on Instagram too, there's a lot of uh, record accounts that I follow that they do like, oh, I'll post a picture of this record. Here's how much. Just DM me if you want it. And I follow a lot of those. And so I, I have a handful that I get from those. So I definitely say ordering online. It's even, it's just more convenient to order online too. Like, uh, especially on eBay, like, um, I got this Todd Rundgren album that was only like, is a nine bucks, but it's valued at like probably like 25. So especially if you like find older people on eBay who like don't exactly know what they're selling, uh, you can definitely find some good steals. So what's something you dislike the most about collecting records? I dislike how, I don't know, it's not even a word, but, uh, gatekeeping within the record community, I think is a huge thing. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's really a good thing to, I don't know, because like, okay, for for example, uh, those like suitcase turntables that you see everywhere, uh, they're not really the best turntables, uh, they skip records, they don't, the needles can wear into your records more, um, there's no counterweight, so uh, the built-in speakers are kind of cheap in like quality and sound quality, but if it's like your very first record player, they're only like 50 bucks, so they're pretty cheap for record players. If it's your first one, you're just getting to collecting, it's no biggie, but then there's like, you know, the snobs who are like, oh, you're not a real record collector unless you like have a legit turntable, like an Audio-Technica 120 LP, like that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the gatekeeping aspect of yeah. the community where it's like, you're not a real record collector if you do this, this. If you put your, because some people do put their like records on their walls, like in a checkerboard pattern or something, and there's like, oh, like you, that's bad for the storing for the records. It like dents the spine. Or it's like, it's like they bought it. They can do whatever they want with it, you know. Mm. I just don't like, not so much. There's things about like record collecting I don't like. It's more so like the record community, like the gatekeeping and like snobbiness of it that I, I'm not really too big of a fan of. There's not really anything about the actual hobby of collecting it that you would say you don't like, though? Um, Nothing that's a little annoying or anything? Price gouging. Um, last spring, it's like a couple months ago, uh, there was like a huge festival like in the library quad, and there was one guy selling records, and he was gouging. He was like, he sold this like John Lennon Imagine record. The record was like, not in the best condition. It was in good condition, but it wasn't like near mint or anything. And the cover was a little faded. It just, you know, it's something you could buy at a record store for like 15, 20 bucks. And he was selling it for 60. And I don't know, just price gouging people who may not know, like, uh, I was like price gouging in general uh, with record sellers. I think that's when you go out to buy records and you see that the price is like, oh, you know, that's not really like what it should be at. That's probably one one of my gripes with record collecting so how do you measure the value for vinyl like you personally like not the official way it's appraised i uh, want to say uh -huh. but like you personally how do you measure the value for each uh record you have i value them just on if it's an artist i really like um i'm definitely gonna hold the record in like higher value like if it has even if it's not a full album i've listened to if there's songs on it that i know that i really like those have high value to me. Um, do you mean like when I'm out and about shopping, like how do I value them or? Uh, I kind of, yeah, pretty much. Like what makes you see and think like, I want this record. I educatingly guess that you don't really care too much about the on paper value, but you care about like what appeals to you more. So like, mm -hmm. that's why I ask. Oh yeah, definitely. So if like I'm out and about and I see an album that 
I really like, I'll pick it up. If it's by an artist I really like, or if it's an album I haven't really heard, but I know it's from an artist I really like, I'll pick it up. Um, I buy a lot of singles. So if it's like songs, I listen to a, like very much and it would, uh, it would, uh, be a good investment to get like just a seven inch single of that song. Um, mostly artists and albums because i'm a big album guy I, I have playlists on my like spotify and stuff but i mostly when i listen to music i just listen to an album front to back um so i'm a big album guy so if it's an album that i listen to a lot on like streaming services that's and it's by if it's by an artist i like too then um that's what usually i'll go for when i'm out and about how are vinyl records usually given their label prices or values like officially like say if you're an expert and you inspect them or whatnot how are those usually priced and valued what usually makes them more expensive or cheaper and so on if it's an original pressing they're usually more expensive so i'll take like a really common record you can find anywhere so um like thriller michael jackson if you buy like an original thriller album like that came out because album came out in 1982 so if you buy a record of that album that was pressed in 1982 uh, that's just going to be inherently more expensive. The the older pressing of a certain album, the more it's going to be. Um, if it's still sealed, if it still has the shrink wrap on it, if it has hype stickers, uh, like for Thriller, I know that in like the mid '80s when they did reissues of it, they put like a sticker on it that says like, "Oh, the eight-time Grammy Award-winning album Thriller." Like if it has a hype sticker still on it. Um, if it's a mispressing, that gets it a lot of money. So. Um, I saw, uh, I have a, okay, so in my collection, I have the soundtrack to the really random record I have. It's the soundtrack to the Willy Wonka movie. It's on gold vinyl, but the center label, uh, they put them on the wrong side. It's like a mispressing. That would kind of fetch a lot more money if it's like a mistake or, mm. um, and just like how the record is like gold colored. If a color, if it's like a colored variant, um, that gets more money just cause like they don't make as much of those. Usually if you buy an album, it's just in the standard black, you know, color. But if it's like red or gold or pink or different various colors, those, those can fetch more money. Um, and then going back to the original pressings, if they're like nice quality, if there's no scratches on them, um, that's kind of what, uh, boosts the value. So mostly just what, when the album was pressed, if it's like, an exclusive version or if there's any like uh if it's a misprint um those can fetch the most money by any chance do you own that one queen album that i think you know what i'm talking about right the uh the one with the like i want to say the most well i'm gonna i believe it's the most iconic one. Oh, the bohemian raps oh the, yeah a night at the opera is that the, the one with the robot that one I should oh have news that. of the world yeah. yes that one mm-hmm Wait, is We Will Rock You on that one? Yeah, that, that, we are the champions and We Will Rock You. Yeah, that's on that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Do you own that one by any chance? Or? I don't have any Queen albums. Um, is that one rare? Because like, that's that's what comes to mind first when I think of records because I just see that everywhere. Um, No, I wouldn't say it's rare. I actually went record shopping today and it was at one of the record stores I went to. They're they're fairly common. Um, Since it's, more, since it's one of the more popular Queen albums, they get repressed pretty often. So yeah, I wouldn't say that's super rare, but uh, it's just like your average record collector would have it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have any Queen albums though. Um, I wish I, I wish I. That's a good album, but yeah, it's pretty common. I thought about getting a vinyl player once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably will one day, future honor. Maybe if I move, I get my own place. But yeah, probably be a suitcase vinyl player because I do also enjoy the art on them. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to get like the ones from soundtracks. Mm-hmm. 
of movies. I remember we talked about cassettes earlier. Do you do you uh, get any vinyls from like the soundtracks of movies? Because when you when we thought about cassettes, maybe think of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I know oh yeah, their soundtrack's pretty popular. I do have some soundtracks on vinyl. I have the Edward Scissorhands soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, Purple Rain is technically a soundtrack by Prince. Uh, he also did the soundtrack to the 1989 Batman movie with, uh, directed by Tim Burton. So I have that too. I have, uh, thanks to my dad, I have some like really obscure, not obscure, yeah, kind of like 80s obscure movies like Two of a Kind and Vision Quest. Um, I have those on, I have that soundtrack. Vision Quest is the wrestling movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I haven't it's seen bu- that one though. Yeah. I gotta uh, watch that. Yeah, I have that, I have that soundtrack. I have, uh, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory soundtrack. I have, um, I think, I think that's about it actually. But um, I, oh, I have the Who Framed Roger Rabbit soundtrack. That one's really cool. I like that one. I like the cover art for that one. Great movies. Great soundtrack too. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so those are the soundtracks I have. Not really any from like newer movies. Uh, but I do want to get the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on vinyl because that's a very uh, packed, like goaded set list of tracks. Uh, what's your favorite vinyl record? It's probably the one I have of my favorite album of all time, Bad by Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a good album. It's just, I don't know. I feel like everyone knows the song. Like, Oh, everyone knows the song. Bad, The Way You Make Me Feel, uh, mm-hmm. Man in the Mirror, Smooth Criminal. Like that. That's pop at its like peak perfection, in my opinion. So Smooth I, Criminal had a trance on me as a child. Yeah, honestly, Michael. I feel like every every Gen Zer had like a Michael Jackson phase, or like most of them did. Where like Smooth, it was Smooth Criminal. But yeah, I just feel like Smooth Criminal is a song everyone. Mm-hmm. It's one song where like everyone knows it and everyone loves it. You know. So Smooth Criminal was a part of Bad the album. Yep, it was. Um, really, I thought it. I really thought it had its own album. No, yeah, it was part of Bad. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it was the last track on the album. So. Mm-hmm. You still play it to the to this day, or is it just like kind of your main archive? I want to say keep it really safe. Or? Uh, no, I play it pretty fre- frequently. Um, I'm not much of like an archivist when it comes like, okay, I played it once, now I can like mm-hmm. put it away or like take care of it. I think just use them until you know the sound quality. You know, use them until you get sick of them, pretty much. Um, yeah, I'm not much of an archivist when it comes to like playing the records. I I play them, you know, as much as. Until I get sick of them, basically, yeah. So how long do records normally last if you play them often? Like, do or do they even have a lasting date, or can you just play them? You can just play them for as long as you want. Um, I know that like over time, if you play it like a thousand times, the needle, uh, at least on a suitcase turntable. I don't know about like a turntable, but on a suitcase turntable, since the needle is weighed down heavier, it kind of digs into the grooves if you play it a lot more. Um. I don't know if that's that's probably true in a real turntable just at a much slower pace but you have to be playing it like on loop for like thousands and thousands of hours so really if you're just like play there really is no like shelf life for a record as long as you just like keep them in good shape keep them out of heat um because then they'll warp if they get too like warm um and as long as you don't like hit them with a hammer i guess you know just as long as you just like be smart about it and like take care of them you know there's really no uh uh, life or lifespan for records. So do you know how records work like internally? I want to say like how they play. Yeah. The grooves on a record are basically just physical mm-hmm. sound waves that are basically pressed onto the, the plastic puck. Um, and then the needle is uh, just shakes inside, not shakes, but it goes along 
with the uh, the grooves, and that's how the sound comes out. Because like, if you just put like a like a sewing needle, um, you know, on a record and have it spin, have the needle just press against the record, it'll it'll make a little tiny tiny sound. But then the speakers in a normal record player are there to amplify the sound. So as it's basically just the needle going into the grooves and going mm-hmm. along those grooves that produces the sounds, and then you have the speakers to amplify it. Well, see, I actually knew that part, but oh, okay. what like what I'm really confused about is mm. how do you like choose which song to play? Oh, you, okay. Because I'm just like I know there's no uh, fast forward button. I, I mean, I'm assuming not. Right? No, there's no fast yeah. forward button. Yeah. So, and I know you drop it on there, and it goes along the grooves to play the vibrations. But like, how do you choose which song to play? Do you just put it down and just hope you get a song you like, or what? Oh, okay, so when you put it on the turntable, every time it's kind of like a tree where like there there's like the thin grooves that you see on like a typical record but every time there's a new song you see a like a a thicker kind of lighter color groove that Mm. doesn't make any noise when you put a needle on it so if you look at a record you'll see that it's broken up into like different circles and each like ring is its own song so if you see like uh i'll I'll go back to bad for example um uh, the way you make me feel is track two on side one so i'll put the first side down on the turntable i'll look at the record and I'll say the first ring is bad, the title track, and then the second ring is the way it makes me feel. So I'll put the needle on the the dead wax, which is what that like lighter part is called. I'll put on the dead wax, and it'll lead into the the song. So it's like there's indentations basically, so you know uh, what song you want to play. Okay, thank you very much for clearing that up. That's been like eluding me for years. Yeah, no problem. I don't know why I never Googled that, but <laughs> I was just very confused. Yeah, no no problem. Yeah. It looks like that's all the time we have for today. Do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, I don't know. Just shout out to all the record stores for keeping my addiction going. Uh, thanks for enabling me. Yeah. All right, then. Thanks for you for listening. Thank you, Steve, again for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, this has been the Collector's Cave. We will see you all next time.